Hello and welcome to the Full of Beans podcast, hosted by myself, Hannah Hickenbotham. Throughout these podcast episodes, we will speak to a range of individuals about their experience of eating disorders with the aim of increasing awareness and understanding whilst reducing stigma and isolation. Please note that the topics discussed in this podcast may be triggering for some individuals, so tread lightly, check in with yourself and reflect on these conversations. Today I'm joined by Lindsay DePledge, the Chief Product Officer and Co-Founder of Beanbag Health. Beanbag Health is a digital app which uses evidence-based CBTE to support individuals struggling with eating and body image issues to achieve lifelong recovery. Lindsay, who has a background in behavioural science, health and education technology, joins us today to discuss Beanbag Health app and how it can help you. Hello Lindsay. Hello, I'm so excited to be here. It's so good to have you. I was literally just before we came onto this podcast, I was thinking about when we called to discuss doing this episode and I was like on a walk and I remember being like so excited chatting to you because I feel like we just, we had so much energy. I'm going to use it and pardon the pun, but like we are both full of beans. Yes. So It was so exciting to meet somebody with like the same full of beans energy. It's lovely. Absolutely. I, I remember like I, I have that exact memory too. I was also on a walk and I was like, yes, I'm so excited for this. So it's it's so it's <laughs> yeah. great we're finally here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I feel like there were some people walking past me at the time as well, that like as we were talking, like bouncing off ideas with each other, and they were kind of like, okay, that like, like having a great conversation over there. Like, yeah, I'm so <laughs> yes, it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Um so yeah. As you can probably tell, I'm very excited to chat to you about Beanbag Health. And people listening are probably thinking, you know, what on earth are these going <laughs> on about? So do you want to start by telling the listeners, you know, what, what is Beanbag Health? Where did the idea come from? Yeah, also just full of beans, Beanbag Health. It just it, it goes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so um, Beanbag Health is a digital app for recovery from eating, exercise, and body image issues. And we combine evidence-based, um, the most evidence-based therapies with um, human connection for lifelong recovery. Um, we're really early stage. We've only been going for about a year now. Um, and we've launched just recently, but um, we're seeing a lot of really good positive improvement and feedback from people who are using our app at the moment. Um, and uh, we really think it can make a really big difference for expanding access to treatment for people with um, with eating and exercise body image issues, um, as well as um, making it not just expanding access, but making it approachable um, and e- like easy, flexible, fitting in with your life. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's one thing that, well, two things actually that I really like about the you know, the beanbag app is that one, you know, in the NHS currently, and I'm sure this is kind of a global thing as well, we don't have enough practitioners to be providing support for people that need it. And actually, your app is such a great way of stepping in there and providing people with something to kind of kickstart their recovery and get them motivated in recovery and not have like this extensive waiting period that we're currently seeing. But I think the thing I like about it as well is that often when you go for 
an assessment or treatment or you know just to go and speak to your GP it's a very overwhelming experience and I think a lot of the time you know to have to share what you're going through with somebody can be really difficult and it's almost like you say it's that kind of accessible approachable um, thing that you can can access it and you don't need to necessarily talk to anybody and you can work through things on the app without feeling the judgment or you know things that that aren't actually there when you're in a clinical setting but I think with an eating disorder you can always think oh you know they're, they're judging me or you know I'm not sick enough or whatever but you can work through it at your own pace. Yeah it was something actually we felt so strong about when we were in the early days of beanbag health and that's actually mm-hmm. comes from the name beanbag uh, because uh, we wanted something that was comfortable and uh, something that was safe mm-hmm. <laughs> somewhere that you felt you belonged and you could be yourself at and um, so we actually spoke to lots of people with lived experience and um, people with mental health issues people with eating disorders and um, we came up with a uh, with the name beanbag because a beanbag is a comfortable, safe place. You might be there, you might talk to your friend, might be a place, uh, and you might share things, um, but it's a place that is approachable. It's not the traditional therapy chair that is scary, big step to get to, which um, can be a massive barrier and can um, take a lot of time to actually get help by the time you get there. And um, that's one of the first things in the way for is, you know, trying to get help. Um, and then unfortunately, when it takes so much to, for like your, to overcome your own barriers to get help, by the time you do that, then it's so devastating that then it's uh, in many places, there's really long wait lists or it's really expensive. And so there's extra barriers there. And so we wanted to take away so like a lot, like all of these from, from the get go. And even from from creating our name and how our look and feel to uh, a place that, you know, we want to be something that everybody belongs at. <laughs> um, we're not going to turn you away um, by your age. We're not going to turn you away by your weight or anything. It's something that uh, you can be at any stage of your recovery as well. Um, and you can come back to because it's it can be a lifelong recovery as well we recognize that yeah. and I think that's so important isn't it is that you know people aren't unable to access the treatment that they deserve based on whether it's you know their postcode lottery their gender their age their weight their, you know what whatever um, unfortunately there just tend to be those barriers in place and it's really great that you guys are giving everybody access to it so that they're able to kind of engage in their recovery and get that life that they deserve but I'm really interested as to where the idea initially came from in terms of you know did you see like a gap um and then how did you kind of determine okay we want to go down the sort of CBTE route um with with the app how did that all I guess like encompassing your um own experience as well in your career it sounds like you know you've that behavioural um, science and health and education technology was like, you'd be the perfect person to sort of <laughs> develop this. Yeah, so I mean, I think it's kind of like a lot of different crossroads that came together. So I have my own lived experience um, myself with an eating disorder. And I think it, it actually took me a while to actually own up and say that I have my own lived experience because um, in some ways I it's like, you know, going against the 
the own my own stigma in some ways and saying like oh well I was never at some really severe end I don't I, I don't have an eating disorder and I, I don't belong there uh, I don't I don't deserve help but there are so many people that are like me that um, that that are struggling or were struggling and um, needed help or need help and um, and so because I, I think there's that's one reason as it comes from my own passion and um i have a co-founder i'm not a solo founder my co-founder um he has supported his kids with uh, mental health issues and so it's something he's really passionate about as well and so we kind of came together from two different perspectives of our own lived experience or supporting other people and because an eating disorder can really impact the people around you as well uh, we came together as a really strong team uh, was really passionate about this and um i think the figures show that unfortunately so few people access the treatment that they need um it can be as high as 98 percent of people that don't access the treatment they need if you're including uh subclinical diagnoses and um and so there's obviously a gap here <laughs> um you know the uh and as i mentioned what this looks like is that there's high waiting times or it's expensive and there's a lot of different reasons and so by the time someone can get the the treatment it can be a really long time um after they've already come forward and um so that what we do know that there is a treatment that that works there is an evidence-based treatment called cbte which is cognitive behavioral therapy for eating disorders and uh, but many people actually don't get this treatment because the system is really stuck in crisis care at the moment. It's uh, stuck in helping people who are at the most severe end um, of either of being very underweight, unfortunately, or um, and so it means that one that's perpetuating the stereotype of, of eating disorders and that leaves out a really big gap of most people who are struggling. And then also those people who are getting help don't get the psychological help that they need. They, they generally get the physical help, but they don't get the continuous help. And so it means that relapse can often be quite high. So because we knew there was a treatment that worked and it was something we really cared about from a personal perspective as well. Um, and then I guess the other crossroad is that my background is in behavioral science and in um designing uh engaging products in health tech and in ed tech and um, mostly this has been in the us where it's been large-scale project products that um, have reached millions of americans but thinking about how we can do design tech for behavior change um, so combining my lived experience the evidence and the gap that was there and then my professional experience together and that's kind of came with uh, beanbag health and the approach that we're taking and we really wanted to take an evidence-based approach because we think that people deserve the evidence that's there because there's there's nothing out there right now yeah I think the point that you made there the fact that at the moment treatment's only accessible for people in extremely vulnerable positions um, and often that does tend to be that physical kind of monitoring and that sort of support and then psychological support is lacking I think the major like thing that I have a difficulty with there is that 
you then have people suffering for years and years and years and years and years if they're not quite at that kind of you know extremely vulnerable place you know vulnerable enough to to get the support that they have the resources for because at the end of the day like you know let's not kind of shit on the nhs you know if, if somebody is in a chronic position as you know morally immorally i don't know you are going to treat the person that is you know more severe um and that's not how it should be but when your resources are limited that's how it is um but i think the issue with that is then you know i personally would love for us to move towards a preventative not reactive healthcare system and so if you catch somebody that is presenting with an eating disorder and you know it I'm not saying that, you know, somebody could have a chronic eating disorder and not maybe be in that um, physically vulnerable position. I think you can be at any weight and have a chronic eating disorder, um, but those people are missed. And then a lot of the time, the people that maybe we could have stepped in and, you know, stopped that kind of chronic eating disorder developing because we all know that the longer an eating disorder lasts, the harder it is for recovery to kind of be something that somebody can achieve so I think that's why the beanbag app is so incredible because it acts as that thing that you can provide to somebody to act as that support and to help them with their recovery rather than just saying there's nothing for you because I think a lot of the time um you know saying there's nothing for you that in itself is so demotivating and you know you just think okay well there's no hope then how am I ever going to get better um so I, I love that you kind of have created this thing that is accessible to everybody um, and could act as, you know, uh, just a sort of a place to hold somebody whilst the treatment becomes available, but also could be the treatment that they receive. Um, I think it it's brilliant because so many people are just turned away for numerous factors. And that is just, it's so soul destroying to, to mm. hear when people are not getting that support that they deserve. Absolutely. And I think there's with, with beanbag there's a few different places that it can fit in and one is uh like you said well um while you're waiting <laughs> um which um unfortunately mm -hmm. with with the nhs there there are long wait times um and so it can be a waitlist support which then hopefully for some people this can actually be something that's um maybe you don't need to be on the waitlist anymore because you've you've gotten um mm -hmm. and um and then Another place is an alternative form of treatment for um, mild or moderate uh, forms of uh, support. Uh, and then the third area is what's known as step-down care. So after you've had a more intensive, um, maybe day patient or, uh, or potentially inpatient care, to have continuous, uh, continuous care. And right now we're uh, we've developed our app, or as I said, we're very early stage, and we've developed our app only version. And um, but we we want there to be two levels of support, and so one to be a guided version where it's essentially what's known as guided self help. So then you have, um, and we're still working out who this this kind of guided person is at the moment. And because as I said earlier, we really believe in the power of human connection, so we don't want to get rid of humans altogether. Um, and so how we do this is um there's a guided version that you can have a um it, it might be a, a coach or a peer support where you're meeting to uh have encouragement or um it's it's a different form of support along the way um just 
just a listening ear, um, someone to talk to, <laughs> um, or um, and people who are qualified um, in and certified, um, or a therapist as well. And this is um, accessing different parts of the system as well that the uh, NHS actually can't use at the moment because of the way that the system's set up. But when you speak to the trust, they're saying, no, we want to. <laughs> we, we think that these people would be great. But the way things are set up, we actually can't use them right now. So it'd be great if, um, if we could. Um, and then uh, we also have an unguided version, which is the app only, but we include what is what we call supporters. So you can bring in a parent or a partner or maybe a friend um, along the way and they'll be updated along with uh, how you're doing. They'll get their own resources and support um, and they'll kind of be on the journey as well. I love that. I think that you've highlighted something so important there that I want to reinforce because I think often when we do bring up you know, the National Health Service and stuff, we can be quite negative they want to help like everybody in the NHS is a reason they're working in the NHS and that is because they care so deeply um it's just that there is red tape there's barriers there's <laughs> lack of resources but I can't imagine how frustrating it is to work um you know where somewhere that you care so deeply um but you're just not able to give that support so thank you for highlighting that because I feel like I do sometimes you know say bad things but you know <laughs> my, I really do realize that people are trying to help the best that they can um and I think the the idea of the step down care as well that's something that I've not considered um myself for, for your app but I think that's brilliant because I know so many people who have had support through the NHS and they're making good headway in their recovery but it's only for a certain amount of time and actually to be able to have some further support that's maybe not so intensive because they they tend to be ready to like you know do things on their own but not quite be completely just kind of no support whatsoever so I can see this um the beanbag app really kind of coming in there and providing some support to people so that they can carry on with the good work that they've done um and I think the idea of the guided and the unguided is is really interesting as well because I think that kind of you're you're offering two levels of support there aren't you and you can think about how uh, you know some people might be okay to go through it and, and work through it on their own but others might need a bit more support and so I think that's that's really good that you've kind of identified those areas that people might need more support and how you can provide that um, but I'm really interested to you know I think people listening may have some idea of what CBT is, CBTE is um, but I wondered if you could maybe explain a bit more about kind of the process of CBTE and, and how that helps to support people in their recovery. Absolutely. And before I continue, I just want to tell everyone I've obviously become very uh, an expert in this area, but I am not a clinical psychologist myself. I'm a behavioral scientist. Mm -hmm. And um, so I'm, um, I guess, by by training, I'm not an expert in CBTE, but I have become an expert in CBTE. And I, we are advised by a, an advisory board of clinicians and um, work closely with them. Um, but I have um, read CBT back and forth, front, um, and so <laughs> um, I am all CBTE all the time uh, these days. But um, yeah, so CBTE, again, that's cognitive behavioral therapy. 
E is actually for enhanced, but um, is a form of CBT for um, eating disorders. And it is specialized in that um, it has things like meal logging and um, weight logging in the tradition in the traditional face-to-face -face setting, um, uh, psychoeducation and things like uh, kind of experiments to help you understand. It's, it, it starts off by understanding your own behaviors and regular eating um, and then moving on to an, um, like body image and then coming back to diet, um, diet rules and rituals and then um, kind of closes the loop with um, relapse prevention moving forward. This is a 20 week program um, and that uh, in the traditional sense and that's how we're implementing it in our app as well. It looks actually a bit different when you implement, you take something in a face-to-face -face setting and implement it in an app because um, there's some things that just don't don't work the same way. Uh, in a face-to-face -face setting, you normally have um, you have your sessions with a um, with a therapist, um, and you talk about the materials and how you've been implementing it. For example, it might be things about body checking and how that relates to you and um, and we chose CBTE because it's actually quite a mechanical process on its own. Uh, so if you remove the therapist that takes you through the process, the process itself is actually really mechanical and you can follow it um, on its own. But it does create something that's a bit dry at the end of the day if you take the human out of it. Um, humans are obviously good for empathy and motivation and things like that. And um, so what what we've so it's been a, a task to especially for our unguided version to make this be kind of like a, a warm trying to make it because it's it's a hard task recovering from an eating disorder is not easy and um, CBTE is a twenty week program but it, um, it it ends right there and then it has like a forty or twenty week later so at the forty week mark check in um, but it's 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 not an easy task <laughs> and if you're putting it on an app it in some ways is easier and in some ways is harder um mm -hmm. and so we've taken things like weight logging for example which we know is quite distressing for many people um and we've actually made that optional we started out by saying let's talk about the pros and cons uh why is why is what's the evidence for this um, how is this actually going to, uh, wh why do people say you should do this? What, why, why is there a reason you do this? So the reason is, um, you know, it can be a, a good way to, to monitor your health. You know, the number itself actually doesn't matter. It's about the weight fluctuations and uh, seeing a trend over time. Uh, and, but for some people, it just might be too much. This might hold back your recovery. And that's, and if that's, the, if that's for you, then then you don't have to do it. If that's going to be too big of an issue, and um and that's okay. And so then, um and then we go into to meal logging. And so then we've taken a very simplified approach with meal logging. Um, normally you have to log every single meal that you have um as soon as you've had it, um because it's supposed you're supposed to try to understand your own patterns of thoughts feelings, behaviors that's happening. Uh, and the best way to do that is in the moment. Um, so we tried to make it as simple as possible in our app 
just three questions to really focus on kind of the thoughts and feelings. Um, but then also we've created it so that there's, uh, we display it back to you in like a weekly reflection or in your profile so you can see your, your data in more visual ways. And we're always tinkering with this and making the best way um, to, to do this. And this is all based off of people's feedback too. Um, and then there's the all the information uh, and education. And like I said, it starts off on this regular eating, which for many people that who've, who've been there, done that, they're like, gosh, okay, I've heard this before, but it's still really helpful to know and to, to you know, to, to repeat it to the, to the, the eating disorder, uh, because that's, that's the voice that kind of tunes it out sometimes. So kind of to drill it in. Um, but then it, it continues to different topics and things that are more um, specific and they like that um, we cover every single topic. So even things like feelings of fullness or feeling fat or um, and then thinking of other areas of your life and how uh, how much of your life is taken up by um, eating and exercise and body image versus how much of your life is taken by other areas like family and friends and things like that. And so um, I'm kind of rambling at the moment, <laughs> um, but I'm talking about different components of, uh, of things. And it's how we've actually taken it is we've designed it in kind of more of a, a course in a way that's very interactive. We have activities that you do to make this reflective, to try to have the app mimic what the, what the human would be doing. Um, and uh, as I said, C what we saw was that CBTE was the most evidence-based um, treatment out there for, for people. And it's what's recommended by NICE for, for people who are 18 and up. However, many people weren't getting it. Um, and so we wanted to make a way so that people could get it. Um, so we wanted to stick very closely to it. But also we, we know that it's hard, it's difficult to do. And so we wanted to make it engaging. And so that's kind of where coming with uh, one, just speaking to, to people with lived experience and getting constant feedback. We've developed this from beginning to end. I think we've spoken to hundreds of people at this point with lived experience and to get constant feedback. Um, and uh, to really, because it's something we really believe in. Um, and then too, it's, it's bringing in principles of, of product design and behavioral science to try to make this um, more engaging, recognizing that, you know, this, this, this is a difficult journey, but it's possible keeping the tone hopeful and, um, and also making it so that even if it's hard to do and that's something, it's not something you might want to do, um, it's not going to be something that you enter something into the app one day, or maybe you you had a binge today and you don't, and that it doesn't make it so that you don't want to come back to the app tomorrow. That it's still okay. We're still here for you. We're not going to judge you. We're 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 never we're always going to be here for you. You can always come back and start again. Yeah, yeah. I think the one thing that kind of really. Um, shouts out to me there when you were just talking is how much you have taken the time to understand the people using the app and their maybe concerns or things about it and um you know I have been 
I'm not going to lie, not great with using the app, but it's nothing to do with you. It's my place where I am. And one thing that I've loved is the check-ins that you do. You know, you, and I was really embarrassed actually, you uh, have to tell your co-founder when we went on the calls, I was like, I just haven't really. And he was like, but why not? And I was like, yes, that's the question. That is the right question. But why haven't I? Rather than being like, oh, I'm really sad that you haven't kind of used our app. It's, it's why haven't you? Um, and it was because there weren't any notifications. And so mm. I wasn't kind of like remembering because it wasn't something in my in my head. And another thing that I think happened, and I want to say this because I want everybody to hear it from, from me, because I think often when you've been in recovery for a long time, you think you know it all. And I will openly admit, I don't think I've ever said this on the podcast, that as somebody that has been in recovery for, I don't know how many years, too long, too many years, um, I've got a master's in eating disorders, I do the podcast, like, I feel like I should know everything. Um, and so I should be thriving at recovery. And the one thing that I love about this app is that when you first mentioned to me, I was like, I don't need that, like, I know everything. Um, and I'm not going to lie, that's exactly what I thought. Like, I know everything about recovery. And it, it, I obviously, I want to hit myself because I sound like an absolute twat. Um, but the thing that was so, that is so good about the app is the reflection. You know, there obviously is something in my way that's stopping me from recover, for, from recovery and just being, you know, forcing myself to sit down and reflect on my mealtime or reflect on the feelings of fullness and, and go through that psychoeducation. It's been so powerful for me because I it's something I've never done before. I've never stopped to think about it. I'm very much like, oh, recovery means like eating this food or recovery means not doing this exercise. But actually recovery is about understanding those deeper emotions and like okay so when you eat a certain food what does that make you feel okay so you feel full or you feel fat but what does that mean like why do you feel that way and actually you know what does that mean does it mean that you're sad does it mean that you're angry or are you lonely or feeling inadequate and that's why this app has been so brilliant for me is because it's given me that tool to reflect and to have it on your phone is so good because I think you know often when you do CBT um and you do it like in the clinical setting you have this workbook and I'm not being funny but who wants to whack out a great workbook you know if you're out at a restaurant and you've got to go and do that's just not gonna happen whereas you know going on my phone for five seconds to be like that was hard blah, 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 blah. um you know maybe I shouldn't get my phone out at the dinner table but people don't frown at you or think what on earth is she doing quite as much as grabbing your workbook um so that for me has been really good to have the, that space to reflect um, and then like you say to look back at a kind of the week that's happened um, because I think another thing that can be difficult about recovery is that because it's so constant um, and can feel so like groundhog day it's really difficult to think oh like yeah. what have I achieved this week and, and what headway have I made and actually to have that reflection on oh, you know, Monday felt really bad for me this week and, and now it's Saturday and actually I'm feeling a bit better. Um, or the opposite of like, oh, Saturday, today's been really, really hard. But Monday was a good day and actually remembering that you have had good days rather than just like constant bad days because I think in recovery it can just feel like you're not getting anywhere, mm -hmm. you're not doing anything. Um, and just those reminders, the psychoeducation I think for me as well has been brilliant because again, I 
I feel like I know it all because I speak to so many people um but actually just to have those reminders of of things that's you know going on or the impact that it's having and like you say sometimes all you just need to hear is the impact that it's having on your you know relationship with your partner mm. or the relationship that it's having with your mum and it's just that sort of reminder of yeah your eating disorder is impacting your life and I think mm. because you do those check-ins so regularly with your meals you're really able to think hmm this is having a big hold on me oh thank you so much on it's so nice to hear the, the feedback and I, I think so we've as I said earlier we've we've only launched recently and we've launched in kind of a um an, an early version uh, of the app right now as mm-hmm. Anna said we 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 still working on notifications and and things and um so it's 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 very early stage but at the moment we're we're kind of we're offering limited number of people we're onboarding them on our own <laughs> and then we're actually speaking to them uh to everybody on the app twice a week um, to hear how it's going, get feedback along the way. And um, we have such a range of people on it. We have people who it's their first time ever confronting this issue that in their life. Um, and uh, then we have other people who, you know, they've gone through treatment after treatment and recovery for for years. <laughs> and, and we also have quite a age range of people of like we have, I think, someone who's 20 and we have someone who's 55. And it's, it's actually really incredible to, to have, have that and to hear the feedback and to hear it from different, different types of people, how it's going, how it fits in with their life and how even the people who've been, um, you know, trying everything for many years say like, you know, this, I've actually learn something here. I thought I, I came into this thinking that maybe I'd just do it to help you guys, but actually I'm, it's helping me in the end. Um, yeah, that was literally me. Really like Lindsay, we hit it off so well. And <laughs> this sounds like it could be a potentially really good idea and I want to be part, like I want to be part of helping it grow. And then actually I was like, oh, well, this is interesting. It's actually benefiting <laughs> me as well, which is, is really nice. And I just love the fact that it's kind of accessible to all you know people that have maybe lost hope because Mm. for one reason or another they don't feel like they can access care it's 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 really promising um but I guess I did just want to ask because the two questions I had when um when I met with your co-founder were about tracking weight which obviously you said is something that you can either opt into or opt out to and I think that's great that that's not something that's forced because I think often that in a clinical setting is something that um you know weight is such a focus and actually weight doesn't need to necessarily be a focus for everybody um so that's really nice that it, it doesn't have to become something that people focus on but the big question and I feel like people will be like hmm I'm not so sure about that is the tracking meals and Mm -hmm. that was my big question when I was I was like you know I am trying to get away from I'm trying to get away from tracking meals so I guess from the CBTE perspective and the way that you guys do it on the app because I know that you do it brilliantly for the listeners do you mind just explaining kind of how that works and the way that you navigate it so that it's sort of a protective way rather than it being like another um another behavior that that is then negative towards an eating disorder absolutely and and I think 
you're right. I think many users might be coming onto this and be like, hang on a second. I, um, I don't, hold on. Why am I logging, tracking my meals here? I yeah. am trying to not track my meals on that other app. <laughs> um, and yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and so we've we've massively so so first let's start with the evidence and saying that um, with CBTE the evidence shows that um, tracking your meals in the moment um, helps you understand your thoughts and patterns of behavior and so that you can start to see maybe when certain uh, eating disorder behaviors are happening or when you might be more distressed or maybe if you're in certain contexts uh, places or uh, with people or alone, um, that might contribute to, to certain behaviors or um, that, that or feelings. Um, so it's really about noticing patterns. Um, and so that's the first step is just like noticing patterns. Um, and then for those who, who and, and, reg and trying to have regular eating, so eating uh, for those who are eating enough, uh, for some people, and eating um, like regularly, uh, like cadences throughout the day, um, and then the other is is decreasing the behaviors over time. And a lot of times we might say, "Hey, you know, what? I can track it in my head. I know it. That's good to, to go." But actually, our our brains can only have so much capacity that we we kind of lose track. So it's it's almost like setting that reminder before bed and letting it out of out of sight or something. It's like it's putting it into your it's it's putting it at the front of your mind and then saying like, okay, we'll I'll come back to that later. Um, I, I noticed that I need to do that, and it, it actually takes the worry away in many senses. It's putting the worry onto on onto the app and letting it go. Um, and and then so I notice it like, hey, I noticed that actually. I've never had a snack this entire like month that I've been on the app. Like, wow, okay. Never realized that I don't eat snacks and I probably wouldn't have realized that if I never pushed that button. Um, and so in traditional CBTE, as, as you mentioned, you might have this really big workbook or this crumpled up piece of paper that you, you take everywhere and it can be kind of embarrassing <laughs> or it can be um, just really easy to forget um, or uh, and many people end up doing it like five minutes before their appointment with their therapist scribbling everything that they had to in the last week and um, onto a piece of paper and um, it's actually not helpful to, to do it like that it's most helpful to do it you know to as as soon as you did eat um, you know maybe it's it's later in the day that's fine but backtracking like I can't remember what I did like yesterday <laughs> very well I can't remember what I did this morning if mm. I were to recall everything step by step so it's not helpful recalling it back in time so it's really trying to get the in the moment behaviors so that's where the evidence is and how we've done that in the app is we recognize that that's actually kind of annoying, <laughs> um, especially if you're aiming to do three meals and two to three snacks a day. Uh, I mean, that's that's a lot. And that would be really annoying to go into the app all the time. And so we wanted to make it as easy as possible for you um, and just have it. Uh, and then also to make it as um, more focused or I guess take away that distress because the mealtime itself might be distressing. Um, and so we've simplified it down to, to just what needs to be there. There's 
no numbers, nothing like that. Actually, we've even kept it so it's just breakfast, lunch, dinner, snack. And there's optional box where you can add stuff if you wanted to add details about it, but that's actually up to you. So we've even kept it just, what meal was it? Let's move on next. And then it's, okay, what behaviors? And then think about um, the distress level during this and the emotions and context. Um, mm -hmm. We also try to, the first question of the, the day, we have some positive psychology. We have a, uh, a question of what good thing, what's one good thing that happened yesterday? And that's actually something people just, just love. We have a log of good things that you can look back on. Um, and so then once a day, it, it kind of takes you out of the, the eating disorder brain, especially if that meal was distressing and it's like, oh, what's one good thing that happened yesterday? Okay, and then you log it and then maybe, you know, you can look at your log of good things um, later on. Um, so we've kept it to be as simple as possible. Um, and then on the home screen, you just see today's meals. Um, and then you'll be able to see the week in review on a different screen. Yeah. And I think that is, that's one thing I really liked as well was sort of that positive psychology in terms of, you know, it's almost a little bit of a distraction as well when you first log in in the morning, like, oh, what happened yesterday that was good. Um, and just a reminder as well that there are good things currently going on as well um, in your recovery. And that was the thing that I loved the most about it was the fact <laughs> that, because when I initially was like looking at the tracking, I was like, hmm. It was very interesting because I'm trying to get away from using apps to track. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, when I then went on it and it was literally like breakfast, like I didn't need to put calories. I didn't need to put amounts. I didn't need to even put what I had um, because it was more focused around the sort of like emotions that came up and the behaviors that kind of occurred around that meal. And I remember um, you, you just said it there, like it can be quite a lot to ask somebody to like log all of that. And then I remember saying that to myself, like, gosh, this is a bit intense, like, you know, having to log all of those. And then I was like, hmm, but that time that you take to log the other meals on the other app and that time <laughs> that you spend scrolling through Instagram, if you just give, you know, if you passed the baton to another app that's actually going to help you, um, maybe that would be quite a good idea. Um, <laughs> so I think yeah, if anybody is thinking that sounds like so much to have to like log that, um, then maybe just think about the time that you're currently spending, whether that's just ruminating in your head about what you've eaten or actually like actively logging that in another app or just mindlessly scrolling through Instagram. I think there's a lot of space um, and often I think that can be sort of a uh, an excuse to not use it. But actually, there is a lot of time that you could no, be benefiting it's... yourself rather than... <laughs> It's true. I think what what I would say to people, if if you're like, because we're, we're currently we are taking on people on our free trial still, um, and I, um, but like what we've noticed is if people make it past the first week, then mm, mm -hmm. I think it's like eighty percent of people stick with us daily active use wow. um and it's it's just and that, that first week is 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 can be the hardest but um because it's it's the changing of behaviors it's the first step um and mm -hmm. so um but but once you make it past that once people make it past that then they then they're in which is which is just incredible especially if you look at um like other 
health tech apps, <laughs> like and things like that. It's drop off is really high, and uh, and especially it's in something that's it's not like this is an easy thing to do. It's not like it's. Um, I mean, you could think about and coming from like an ed tech background, you know, education technology apps. Let's think of like a language learning app, for example. Like that's it's hard to learn a language, but at least but it, you get some immediate rewards from it. And sometimes you don't get that immediate reward from from eating disorder recovery. You sometimes do you some, and you can celebrate wins and that's awesome, but you don't always get that. And so we've really been trying to design our apps so that it, it feels like you can you're it's uh, recognizing the journey and you're always welcome back and that it's uh, and so that people do come back and people do um it's it's making it past that first week which is kind of that transition i think like you were saying transitioning the current patterns towards towards something new yeah i think yeah with anything um when you start a new kind of you know whatever um it's hard to kind of get into that routine of it but like you say like that's just human nature and behavioral change and i think the difference that stands out to me when, you know, if you're thinking about learning a language or whatever, that's probably something that you want to do um, and that you feel like, you know, you're going to benefit from. Whereas often in recovery, it's so hard because it's not something that you're necessarily 100 mm. percent. You know, there might be ranging percentages of, of how much you want to do it, but it can feel uncomfortable and it can feel difficult and not necessarily something that you do actively want to do, um, which I think is why it's maybe more difficult to keep bringing yourself back onto it but once I think you've done it for a while and you appreciate the sort of impact that it's having on you and the benefits it can it then gets easier um and harder I guess in some aspects as you move through recovery it does get harder at some stages um but you mentioned the free trial so how can people get involved with Beanbag um, if they've listened today and thought there's something that I definitely want to get on board with? Um, just go to our website, really, <laughs> beanbaghealth.com. Mm -hmm. There's a, a little tab at the top that says try our app. Uh, it tells you there's a bunch of FAQs on there and um, you can sign up to our wait list. Um, and then we'll get in touch uh, shortly after to let people on. We're slowly letting people on. As I said, it's Right now, it's quite a manual process, and people who join at the moment are are actually also helping build our app. Um, and so that's it's it's actually a really exciting time to join because you can provide feedback along the way, uh, and it can be something like uh, and you'll see immediate changes essentially, and you'll get to see it change to ha exactly how you want it and people like you uh, to help help you and others like you as well. So um, if it sounds like something that you you want, it's uh, just just go to our website uh, and, and get in touch. We'd, we'd really love to hear from you. Amazing. Yeah, it's almost um, it's like with me, it's mutually beneficial because you're helping like the users are helping you guys develop that, but also they're getting something out of it as well and with their recovery. So um, a great time to sign up. So thank you so much, Lindsay. It's been a pleasure to speak to you and it's been lovely to learn more about CBT, but also your journey with um, Beanbag Health. So I'll put all of the details kind of to sign up and to find you guys in the show notes. But thank you so much and best of luck with everything.
Thank you so much. Great to be here today. If you enjoyed listening today, you won't want to miss next week's episode, so be sure to subscribe. Eating disorders are crippling illnesses, but with the right support, they can be recovered from. We really hope you enjoyed this episode, but if you require more support right now, please look into charities such as First Steps and Beat for support or talk to someone you trust.